grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Hi, I'm Elaine and this is our time for Bible sharing. This is episode 36 titled Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary had recently become engaged to be married to a carpenter named Joseph. She was an ordinary Jewish girl looking forward to marriage. Suddenly, her life changed forever. Imagine how Mary must have felt when she was told by an angel that she would be the mother of the long-awaited Messiah, that she would be responsible for raising and nurturing her Savior. How do you think you would respond? At such a young age, you would no doubt find the responsibility overwhelming and intimidating. You might be instantly overcome with worry. You might even attempt to respectfully decline the position altogether. That's why Mary's response to the angel's prophecy in Luke chapter 1 is so remarkable. She was a young woman, but she reacted with the grace, wisdom, and spiritual maturity. Let's begin our reading in Luke chapter 1, verse 28 to 38. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Mary, filled with joy, praise, and anticipation, hurried off to the hill country to visit her relative Elizabeth. There's no suggestion that Mary was fleeing the shame of her pregnancy. The angel had explicitly informed Mary about Elizabeth's pregnancy, so it was natural for her to seek out her close relative, who was both a strong believer and was also expecting her first son by a miraculous birth, announced by an angel in Luke 1, verse 13 to 17. 
while Elizabeth was much older, maybe even in her 80s, and had always been unable to conceive, and Mary was at the beginning of her life, both had been supernaturally blessed by God to conceive. It was a perfect situation for the two women to spend time rejoicing together in the Lord's goodness to both of them. Elizabeth's immediate response to the sound of Mary's voice gave Mary independent confirmation of all that the angel had told her. We read in Luke chapter 1, verse 41 to 45, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. Mary had learned from Gabriel the angel about Elizabeth's pregnancy. Elizabeth's knowledge of Mary's pregnancy seems to have come to her by revelation in the prophecy she uttered when the Holy Spirit suddenly filled her. In Luke chapter 1 verse 46 to 55, we read Mary's outpouring of praise. Verse 46, And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. It is very clear that Mary's young heart and mind were already thoroughly saturated with the word of God. She shows a deep understanding of God's past work in Israel, his character, his might, his care for the humble, his holiness, these verses also reveal her close relationship to the Lord and her realization of his grace in her own life. She took no credit for anything good in herself, but she praised the Lord for his attributes, naming some of the chief ones specifically, including his power, his mercy, and his holiness. She freely confessed God as the one who had done great things for her, and not vice versa. 
The song is all about God's greatness, his glory, the strength of his arm, and his faithfulness across the generations. Mary was the mother of our Messiah, Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. She was a willing servant, trusting in God and obeying his call. She truly was a favored one. At the same time, we should be careful not to put her up on a pedestal. She would have been the last person to want to take any focus or attention away from Christ. Gabriel calling her favored one shows that she was the recipient of and not the giver of grace. While she was a remarkable and godly woman, she was still a woman and still a sinner. Worshiping Mary or praying to her goes directly against the commands in the Bible to worship the Lord God only. She had no ability to answer our prayers. Mary's worship was clearly from the heart. She seemed amazed by God's grace to her that an absolutely holy God would do such great things for her. This was not the prayer of one who claimed to conceive immaculately without the corruption of original sin. It was, on the contrary, the glad rejoicing of one who knew God intimately as her Savior. Mary herself never claimed or pretended to be more than a humble servant of the Lord. She was extraordinary because God used her in an extraordinary way. She clearly thought of herself as perfectly ordinary. She is portrayed in scripture only as an instrument whom God used in the fulfillment of his plan. She herself never made any pretense of being an administrator of the divine agenda, and she never gave anyone any encouragement to regard her as a dispenser of divine grace. The same perspective reflected in Mary's song in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 55, is the same spirit of humility throughout all her life and character. It is truly regrettable that religious superstition has in effect turned Mary into an idol. She is certainly a woman worthy to imitate because there are so much of her life us women today can learn from her life. For example, Mary lived by faith. She didn't ask for assurances. She was submissive, obedient. She was humble. Mary herself would undoubtedly be appalled to think anyone would pray to her, worship images of her. Her life and her testimony point us consistently to her son, her savior. Jesus Christ was the object of her worship. He was the one she recognized as her Lord. He was the one she trusted for everything. So let's learn from Mary and put our energies into worshiping God, the one and only true God, and not Mary. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you.